When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? Something tells me that may not be in the repertoire of my next guest, popular crooner and singer of standards, Stephen Maglio. Stephen, do you get a lot of requests for that song? Never one. Well, I'm Never requesting one. it at your next uh, at I your won't next even song. chew the gum. Forget about the bedpost. <laughs> I don't even chew the gum. Well, you're probably trying to stay away from aspartame. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's probably the story. So I, I think I, when I was promoting this segment, I introduced you as Steve Maglio, not Stephen Maglio. You go by Stephen. I go by Stephen because when I first started singing uh, about 22 years ago, <laughs> I wanted to make my website stevemaglio.com, but my cousin has the same name as me. And he already had that name. You're kidding. So I had to make it Stephen Maglio. So anytime I do anything professionally, I want it to be Stephen. It's like a branding kind of what thing. What did your cousin do? Uh, my cousin had a video store, and he was a photographer. He should have just given you the website. And now he sells office supplies. He does all kinds of Yeah, he should have you know, given you the website. But, first cousin? First cousin, See, so you yeah. got to keep the first cousins close in case you need and a kidney And he comes to see my Saturday night show every single week. He's that, there every th- single week. That's terrific. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you about uh, about where you're performing in just mm-hmm. a, a second. You have been um, regarded in uh, you know the 21st century as really one of the most highly regarded popular crooners around. Singers, One of, of the? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been performing this style of music? I started performing professionally in 2000. I was a late starter. I was 43 years old. And I I discovered Frank Sinatra when I was eight years old. And I always wanted to sing. And when I reached 35, I said, you know, if I never start taking lessons and actually try to do this, someday I'm going to be 80 and I'm going to kick myself that I didn't at least try. So I started taking lessons. And then I went to some, uh, you know, karaoke nights and I got a great reaction. And then I uh, approached a friend of mine who was a saxophone player. And I said, you know, I'd like to sing with some live musicians. And he said, I sing with, uh, he said, I play with a a group called Joe Battaglia and the New York Big Band. We rehearse on uh, Wednesday nights in Astoria. So I went to one of the rehearsals and Joe liked me and he asked me to join the group. And I made my professional debut at Tavern on the Green wow. with a 17-piece big band. Wow. And that's when I was, and, and that was in 2002. And you still perform with the big band, right? Every Saturday night at the Carnegie Club. That's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, the Carnegie Club, uh, the cigar place? 
the cigar place. It's on uh, West 56th Street. We have 11-piece big band, and we do all the Sinatra stuff every Saturday. It's actually the longest-running nightclub show in New York City because we haven't changed one song or one joke since 2004. So I, I hang out at the Carnegie Club, but I usually go on Thursday nights. In fact, I had some friends there last night, but I, I wasn't able to get there. I'm curious. Do people smoke cigars while you're performing? Yes. I, I have to think, though. I find a lot of times when I'll head there before a show, a lot of times, you know, I'm smoking a cigar. It's a little different. A lot of times my voice is a little scratchy yeah. after for talking for four hours. How are you able to sing I through this wafting it. of cigar smoke? I stopped smoking cigarettes 20 years ago, and I miss them every single day. So I go there every Saturday night to get my fix. I just want to inhale it. I just want to get it. You know, so you I don't smoke it. cigars just no, secondhand? I, I buy these cheap cigars just to, to have something in my hand and just to, you know, have some. But I don't smoke them anymore. If people just tuning in, we talk with Stephen Maglio. Uh, performs every Saturday night in New York City. We're going to tell you how you could see him in just a second. So you started performing at uh, 40, 40, 43 years old. Right. What inspired you at 35 to make that sort of a change? Most people, when they're 35, they're in the career that they're going to be in. And if there's a, a passion that they've let get away, for a lot of them, unfortunately... Yeah, that's gotten away. It was the midlife crisis. Uh-huh. You know, you reach that age and you say, what did I do? Did I do everything that I wanted to do in my life? And this was something that I knew I wanted to do. And I said, if I don't do it, I'm going to regret it. Well, if you people know? haven't heard you sing, uh, let's give them a little bit of a sample of uh, the musical stylings of Stephen Maglio. You make me feel so young. Make me feel like spring is sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I want to go play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon So obviously that is a, a classic Sinatra tune And you've been sort of described as having a voice and a style similar to Sinatra, but you don't do a Sinatra impersonation. No, absolutely not. That's the worst thing that any singer could do is try to be Frank Sinatra, because nobody can. You can't. It's not just the voice and the style and everything. It's the whole persona. Mm. You can't do it. Nobody could, could duplicate that. So the idea is just to try to keep the music going. You um you mentioned some of uh, you mentioned being exposed to his music when you were eight years old. Tell me some of your other favorite uh, crooners. Well, of course, once you discovered Sinatra, you discovered Dean Martin. Because at the time, uh, when I first discovered Frank, it was 1966. So Dean Martin's uh, show was uh, on every Thursday night. Was It was always a big deal. And then from there, of course, it goes to Sammy. It goes to uh, Vic, uh, Vic Damone and uh, Nat King Cole and uh, Bobby Darren, all the, all the other singers that, that are in that style. You know? Do most of the songs that you perform, are most of them sort of the standards that people may be familiar with that Sinatra popularized, or do you kind of mix it up a little bit? Well, the show that I do at the Carnegie Club is strictly a Sinatra tribute. So those all Sinatra songs. The new show that I'm doing at the Cutting Room, which is going to be a a once a month new residency, and that's called Not Just Sinatra. Mm. So we're doing a combination of Sinatra signature songs that everybody's used to hearing, and then some things that Frank either never recorded or that he recorded, but he's not so closely re- uh, related to. 
Like uh, in the last show that we did, I did um, an Engelbert Humperdinck song. I did a Bobby Darren song. I did um, um, uh, a, a Dean Martin song. So we're, we're trying to mix it up a little bit. And every month, see, the Carnegie Club that I do, it's the same show every week. The new show, the Carnegie, uh, the Cutting Room show, is going to be different every single month. Wow. So you could come every month and never see the same show twice. So that's true. So the Cutting Room show, the first one is going to be July 27th? Uh, no, we did the first one, oh, you June, did one, June 21st. Okay, well, the next one is July 27th. Next one is July 27th. So if people want to go to that, how how can they do that? They could either go to stephenmaglio.com or thecuttingroomnyc.com and get tickets. But uh, they can see you any Saturday they want at the Carnegie Club right. and have a cigar in the process. Absolutely, yeah. I may have to make a... If you, you come know, to the cutting room, you got to go outside to have exactly. a cigar. Yeah. Saturday's the only day that I don't have to come into Manhattan for work. So I may have to make a Saturday trip into Manhattan right. just to uh, just to enjoy you and a, and a cigar at the Carnegie Club. Because it is a fun place to, to hang out. I bring everybody there. People love it. Tourists, every, everybody, every, friends from out of town, everybody the loves it. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Carnegie Club is, everybody loves the show, but there are some requests, and some of the most common ones are, uh, it's only Sinatra songs. When are you going to do something different? Uh, Some people say, I want to bring my mother, my father, my sister, my brother. They can't be around the smoke. Where are you going to be someplace Mm -hmm. where there's no smoking? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Carnegie Club, you can't have dinner. Where are you going to do a dinner show? Uh, some people say, well, I got a house up in the Long Island, the Hamptons or whatever. I, I, I'm in the city all week. I don't want to have to come into the city on the weekend. What are you going to do something during the week? So the cutting room show is really solving all of those problems. It's once a month. It's always during the week. There's no smoking. You could have dinner. And it's a mix of Sinatra songs terrific, and other songs. Terrific. We have a comedian opening the show. We have a 12-piece orchestra with a conductor. Wow. Now, you tell me, when was the last time you went to a small nightclub and saw a conductor? Uh, it's been... You don't. Uh, it's you, been never. You got to yeah. go to Lincoln Center or Carnegie Hall to see that. You know. So we're really doing something classic. We're trying to bring back the days of the old Copacabana. Everybody says, when are you going to bring back the Copacabana? We're doing it. That's outstanding. That's it. great. Why do you think the kind of music that you sing is, is still just as enjoyable today as it was in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. There's a certain timelessness to the songs that you're singing that I don't think you could say about a lot of other pop genres. No matter what political correctness takes place, sex sells. The songs are love songs. They're sexy. Mm. And that's not going to stop. 
Yeah, now that's yeah. a great point. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Stephen Maglio. If you're in the New York area, you could see him every Saturday night at the Carnegie Club. And if you want to uh, see a non-cigar show, you can go to the Cutting Room and uh, learn more about it at his website, stephenmaglio.com. It's Stephen with a V. Not a PH if you want to uh, check him out online. There's some other great video clips on there as well. You have performed, even though you started relatively late in life, you have uh, made up for lost time in a big way. You've performed everywhere, including for some of the most notable people in the world, including President Trump, right? Yes. I did a a show at uh, Bedminster back in 2010. He wasn't even thinking about running at the time. Uh, Baron Trump was about three feet tall at the time. Wow. (laughs) And uh, and we did a show there. And as soon as he heard me sing, he approached me and Melania approached me and they told the manager, book him for two more shows. That's terrific. Yeah, that's terrific. Really nice. I heard a rumor and, and maybe I should have asked you about this off air, but I'll, I'll ask you on the air anyway. Go um, ahead. That uh, Chris Noth from Sex in the City might actually be doing a duet with you at one of these upcoming shows. He was at the last show that we did at the cutting room. And he said, when I come back, were you going to do a show next month? I'm going to come back, and I want to do a, a, a solo song and a duet. He wants to do both. Wow. So if people so, go see you at the cutting room, they may get to see Chris Knopf sing as well. That's it. How, do, you, how, do you know Chris Knopf? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, how did you get to know Chris Knopf? Well, he's uh, part owner of the, uh, the cutting room. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Very interesting. All right. The, the, talking about Sinatra, there is a whole revival of the music of Sinatra. My uh, colleague Joe Piscopo does a very popular Sundays with Sinatra show uh, that Joe. people love. He's a great singer He's himself. A great guy. Also Good got friend. a lot of great stories. The Sinatra the musical is going to open in England in September. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think it'll probably make its way to Broadway after mm-hmm. the London run. Where do you see that uh, that going in terms of Sinatra's music? Do you see that kind of leading to an even greater revival of Sinatra music? It's going to explode. Music? It's going to explode. I remember when they did, um, uh, what was the show? Um, oh, about the songwriter. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, the, Neil, Neil Diamond? No, no, no. Carol King? He wrote a song, You and Me. Um Oh, God, I can't think of the, the, the songwriter now. But, um, ah, I'm, I'm so sorry, I can't think of That's it. That's okay. But he wrote a song, he was, uh, Hugh Jackman played the part. And all of a sudden, people started coming up to me and requesting the song You and Me. Huh. And it came out of nowhere. And I knew it, oh, The Boy From Oz. Ah, right, show. okay, gotcha. Boy From Oz was the show. I can't think of the songwriter's name, but it'll, it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, everybody started requesting this song. It's a great song. And I knew anything that happened on Broadway was going to affect popular music. It used to be the radio stations. It used to be, but now it's Broadway. Mamma Mia brought ABBA. Right, back. absolutely. Because people started forgetting about ABBA. All of a sudden, Jersey Boys, bam, Frankie Valley was right back on top again. And this Sinatra show, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start in England, but of course it's going to wind up here on Broadway because it's Sinatra. How can it not wind up on Broadway? And it's going to explode, and it's going to start a whole new, uh, uh, invite a whole new generation 
to Sinatra music. And uh, just for the record, The Boy From Oz was about uh, Peter Allen. Peter Allen. I had, I had to look it up. I, I didn't yes. remember either. Uh, I think you're right about that. And I think you're, you're poised to really, uh, to really capitalize on that. No doubt about it. When you're performing in a city like New York, obviously I'm sure there's a lot of people that live in New York that come see you, but there's also probably listeners that uh, m- m- might live in other cities like uh, Nevada, Alaska, California, whatever, that come I as tourists. I get emails what? from People in Europe, in Asia, in uh, South America, they say, we're going to make a, we're coming to New York, we're making a trip, we want to know that you're going to be at the Carnegie Club on this certain night. If you're not going to be there, we'll change our trip. Wow. Because they want to be sure that it, the Carnegie Club show has become something to do in New York when you come here. You, you go to the Empire State Building, you go to the, the, the Statue of Liberty, you go to the Carnegie Club. You need Club. A reservations for the Carnegie Club, or you, you can just kind of go and take your it's, take your shot? It's difficult. The Carnegie Club has a big pillar right. in the middle right. of the room that's holding a whole building up, and we can't get rid of it. So there's a limited amount of, of, uh, of premium seats. Gotcha. Okay, so people so should probably you should ahead. make a reservation gotcha. as early as you can. All right, well, All right. Um, people can see Stephen Maglio at the cutting room uh, once a month or at the Carnegie Club once a week. Stephen, thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. I'm Thank you. Here. Uh, it's great to have you. If you want to comment on Could any portion. The, the, the website address? Yeah, yeah stephenmaglio.com. Stephen with a V, not a P-H, and that's M-A-G-L-I-O. You can also contact the Cutting Room or the Carnegie Club directly, and they'll give you some information about how to hear a great voice like this one. Just too marvelous, too marvelous for words. I like glorious, glamorous, and that old standby amorous. It's all too wonderful. I'll never find the words that say enough, tell enough. The other side of midnight. 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 